0: Scripting presents Push the Sky Away. Written and produced by Alexander Butter. <laughs> Hollow Point is a dreary town, stuck in a bygone age. Streets filled with boarded-up shops and businesses. A rumble of a car echoes through the streets as it drives through its sleepy roads. Driving is Matt, a scrawny and well-groomed man. A backpack filled with clothes is on the seat next to him. He nods to pedestrians, gormously watching as the car rolls past them, and is met with scowls and quizzical looks. Matt continues his journey. He looks at his petrol gauge. It reads full. With a tap and thump, it goes to empty. A rundown petrol station lives on the outskirts of town. Matt is stood at one of the pumps filling his car. Inside the petrol station, the shelves are layered in dust. Out-of-date drinks and snacks litter among the rusting units. Matt walks up to the counter. Two women, Wendy and Amy, who have lived a lifetime in this town, appear from a back room. Hi, I'm pump number two. That's...
1: I know you. Okay. How much? You used to live around here. Yeah, uh, a long time ago. You don't know if the pub is still doing food, do you?
2: Things have changed around here.
1: So I see. It's 2032. Thanks.
0: Matt walks out. Wendy and Amy just stand and stare. In the middle of the countryside is a farmhouse... ...called Hollow Sky... ...a wood cabin that sits perfectly in the forest that surrounds it. An axe falls... ...a log splits in two. Vince, a burly man who has spent many years outside working hard... ...picks up the split log from the old tree stump... ...and throws it onto a pile of others. He takes a moment and looks up to the overcast sky... ...before carrying on. Down the long driveway... A car creeps up towards him. Vince slams his axe into the stump. The car stops metres away from him. Matt steps out
2: from the car. I didn't think you'd come.
1: Neither did I.
2: Come on inside. Vince walks towards his shack of a house.
0: A cage holds an Alsatian dog.
1: My God, is, is this clover?
0: Picked her up after mum, After... She must
1: be almost fifteen.
0: Matt puts his hand close to the cage.
1: Hey, girl! What's wrong with her?
2: Come on.
0: Vince grabs some logs and walks into the cabin. Matt grabs his bag and follows him in. A wooden table sits in the middle of the rustic kitchen. Vince drops the logs by the arger, throwing a few inside and stoking the fire. The room is lit with gas lamps and candles. Technology has not reached this cabin. An uncomfortable mat sits at the table. Tea? Yes, please. Matt doesn't know where to look. Dead rabbits hang ready to be skinned and eaten. Vince fills a stove kettle on the arger and lets it boil.
1: I was surprised to get your letter, especially as we have email now, and electricity. Have you thought about catching up to the 21st century, or maybe even the 20th?
0: Vince keeps his back towards Matt. Did you see the picture?
1: That's why I came.
2: The only reason?
0: Matt feels guilty. He wants to say something, but can't quite find the words. Vince makes the tea in two extremely tea-stained mugs. Vince turns and places the mugs on the table. Matt pulls his closer and takes a sip.
1: Vince, I...
0: Do you want to see it? Yeah. The darkness rolls in. Vince leads Matt through the dense forest. Above, Matt notices the treetops have been burnt... The further they go, Matt sees that the trees are parted, as if hit by a massive force. They arrive at a crater metres wide, and in its centre is a meteor. The meteor is pure black, the complete absence of light and a perfect sphere. Matt
2: puts his hand towards it.
1: It's still
0: hot.
2: It fell about a week ago.
1: This is amazing. Just, Just look at it. There aren't any scorch marks on it.
0: Matt pulls rock-scraping tools out of his bag, along with a glass vial. Using the tool, Matt scrapes some of the meteor. A small flake falls inside the vial. A high-pitched tone emanates through the forest. Above them, birds squawk and fly off. Matt closes the vial, and the sound
2: stops.
1: With this sample, I should be able to analyse what it is... I'll come back tomorrow and get another sample.
2: Don't come out here without me.
0: What? Why?
2: These woods are dangerous. Evil things live in this wood. Things that will eat your soul.
0: Vince turns and heads back home. Matt very quickly follows. You haven't got any
1: food. I'm starving.
2: Let's get you fed.
0: Empty plates and full bellies have the two in a jovial mood. Matt and Vince are catching up on old times as they have a few beers together.
2: She'd just stare at you.
1: Uh, I hated that. Uh, I'd rather she shouted.
2: That's mum, May.
1: Yeah. How was she, in the end?
2: Horrible. She would scream and attack me. She never knew who I was. I, I could have done with some help.
1: I had always planned to come, but things got in the way.
2: Things always do.
1: I, I tried. I'm sure you did. Come on, Vince. It's not like I could have done anything.
2: You didn't have to do anything. You just needed to be there. You know what she said to me just before? You were always my favourite, little Matty. Oh. After everything, you were still the golden boy.
0: Matt hates the guilt trip. I'm off to bed. I never asked to be. It doesn't matter. Vince walks off to bed. Matt is alone. He grabs his bag and pulls out the specimen, holding it up to the light. The flake looks somewhat darker than it did in the forest. Matt unscrews the vial and slides the meteor piece onto the table. As it hits the table, it turns to liquid.
1: What is that? Is it, is it like mercury?
0: Matt gets a tweezer from his bag and prods at the liquid. As he prods it, it moves. Matt is stunned. The piece lurches forward towards him. He moves back. Matt watches the meteor piece as it slithers on the table. It pauses. Matt leans in closer, curious on its next move. As he gets closer, the meteor piece lunges for him. Matt grabs a pan and slams it over it. The meteor piece clinks around the inside of the pan before settling. Matt slowly lifts a pan and the meteor piece has become solid again. He quickly scoops it back into the specimen jar. Matt rattles it and shoves it back in his bag. In the rustic bedroom, laid on its wooden bed with a thin mattress, Matt lies awake.
1: What is that thing? Where did it come from? I'd never seen anything like it. Is it some new species or some natural phenomenon? Once I get back to the lab, I can- can
0: A shadow of a dog appears in the doorway.
1: Clover? Is that you? How did you get out?
0: The shadowy figure moves away. Matt rises from his bed and peeks around the door. At the end of the corridor is a gangly creature. Its arms drag along the ground, its head reaches the ceiling, body and legs long and thin with razor-sharp claws. And Matt is paralyzed in terror. The creature turns and moves with great speed towards him. Matt runs back into the room and slams the door, locking it behind him. The creature crashes into the door over and over again, bending the door inwards. Matt moves away, expecting it to shatter. Instead, it just ends, leaving only the still air. Matt cautiously turns the handle. He throws the door open. There is nothing but the dark corridor. The sound of clover barking calls Matt back to the bedroom window. Matt looks out and sees Vince stood in the yard. He is staring into the sky. Clover, locked in her cage, is barking at him. Matt steps outside. It's colder than it should be for this time of the year. Vince? You out here? Vince is nowhere to be seen. He turns his attention to Clover.
1: Hey, Clover. You shouldn't be out here.
0: Matt opens the cage and strokes Clover. It's been
1: a long time.
0: Clover licks Matt's face. I missed you too. A rustle comes from the forest behind. Clover runs towards it, barking. Clover! From the forest, Matt can hear a scuffle between Clover and something. Clover whimpers. Matt moves closer.
1: Clover? You okay?
0: Clover's body is tossed out of the forest and lands at Matt's feet. Its head has been crushed. Matt stumbles back terrified. He holds back the urge to vomit.
1: Oh dear God. Clover! What in the hell happened to you?
0: The forest branches shake as something is about to emerge.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: Matt runs to his car. He fumbles in his pockets, looking for his keys. Come on, come on, come on! He digs them out of his pocket. His hands shake as he aims for his car lock and unlocks it. The door swings open, and Matt jumps inside and slams the doors behind him. He sits there in a panic, breathing, panting, his eyes on the Matt takes his keys and jams it into the ignition. He turns the key, and the car shudders. It doesn't start thing work he tries again and again matt keeps looking up to make sure whatever did that to clover doesn't come for him he tries turning the car over but it doesn't start
1: oh my goodness damn
0: it matt climbs back out and hides behind the car eyes ever vigilant but nothing seems to appear from the forest by his feet he can feel not substance he looks underneath Petrol has poured from a rip in his petrol tank onto the ground beneath. Shit! Matt sees the axe embedded in the wood and runs over to it, pulling it out. Out of nowhere, Vince appears behind him with a lantern. I warned you. Matt spins around, axe at the ready.
1: It's Clover. She's... dead. Something killed her. More than killed him. It crushed her skull.
2: I warned you about those woods... Come on, let's go in.
1: Why are you so calm?
2: Come on. It'll be getting light soon enough.
0: Vince walks inside, and so does Matt. Vince stands at the kitchen table, whilst Matt paces back and forth.
1: There is something out there, something dark and evil. I've seen it. Where? outside my room I see how are you so calm
2: you should get some sleep
1: what are you on about it'll help no it's the meteor it's doing something to this place we have to destroy it
2: no 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 you will not go out there you will not touch it do you understand say it
1: I understand.
2: Vince turns his back and walks
0: off. Matt walks through the forest, still shaken by the night before. He keeps looking over his shoulder, making sure Vince isn't following. Rays of light pierce through the treetops of the dying forest. Matt traipses towards the meteor, axe in hand. As Matt approaches, he notices that the meteor is smaller than the day before. Matt raises the axe and slams it onto the meteor. It does no damage. Not to be beat, he hits it over and over, and it doesn't even make a scratch.
2: You shouldn't have come out here.
1: Just stay there.
0: I'm going to destroy it. Vince's back arches. His eyes turn black, slithering, oozing creature spill from his mouth. Matt watches in terror. Vince's body collapses. The ooze forms into the gangly creature that attacked him the other night. The creature moves towards Matt. Matt runs for dear life. The creature opens its mouth and a noise comes out that echoes through the forest. Matt reaches the end of the forest and arrives at the dreary town with its run-down shops and lifeless residents. Matt runs to the petrol station and bangs on the door.
1: Hello? Anyone there? You have to help me.
0: The townspeople turn towards him. Their backs arch, eyes turn black, and they all screech. Amy and Wendy walk out of the petrol station. Matt forces his way past them inside. The two women arch their backs and screech. No, 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 no! The townspeople enter and grab Matt. Get off me! Their grips tighten, and then they clear a pathway for the creature. Its body sways as it makes its way towards oh. Matt.
1: Please, don't hurt me.
2: We will not hurt you. We, we want this planet. Ours find destroy here. We, we need to destroy it. it.
0: Wendy and Amy hold Matt's head. The creature opens its mouth and spills black goo from his mouth all over Matt's face, filling his mouth and eyes. The creature finishes, and Matt falls to the floor. Days later, Matt walks into Thorval Laboratory, a modern lab of biotechnology. Sat at one of the machines running tests is Jim, one of the many lab techs. Matt sits next to him. Hey, nice to have you back. Good time away. It changed me. Matt pulls out his vial of the meteor.
2: Go Away, starred Alexandra Rico as Amy, Charlotte McAvoy as
0: Wendy, Duncan Leckie as Vince, Jordan Bravesford as Matt, Alexander Butter as Jim, and it was narrated by Brad Fear. This has been a scripted presentation.